Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Sison, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Friday morning, a feel-good football Friday, one of two that are left in this football season as we get you ready for championship weekend in the NFL on Sunday. You're going to see two great games, I believe, on Sunday. The Niners and the Eagles first, and of course, Boomer will be in Kansas City with the NFL Today crew to bring you the Bengals and the Chiefs in a rematch of last year's championship game. And naturally, there was big local football news right after our show ended, like it usually does. Actually, it was a couple hours after our show ended, but it always happens that way. The only one we got, the only big breaking news we got of recent memory was the biggest one, which is the Aaron Judge contract. But everything else breaks later that day, and that was Nathaniel Hackett, named Jets offensive coordinator, of course fueling the speculation of Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets. But if he doesn't, did the Jets get a dummy as an offensive coordinator because of what happened in Denver, or did they get a real Really good offensive coordinator that can help this team. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Good morning there, Jay. I think they got a good offensive coordinator, but you also have to understand something. That there's this group of coaches that belongs to this one little net. And it's Kyle Shanahan. It's Matt LaFleur. It's Rob Sala. You know, it's, it's that group that came from Mike Shanahan's staff in Washington. Right, more incest than West Virginia. Sean McVay, uh, McVay right. the whole thing. The whole, those four coaches. And they just, they you know, nobody's never not going to have a job. Incest aside. Yeah, it, basically, yes. It, it, in, that, in that group of coaches, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Nathaniel Hackett is right in the middle of that group of coaches. Mm-hmm. Of course, his dad was an offense coordinator for the Jets uh, <laughs> here under Herm Edwards as well. So... Look, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to call plays. He knows that when he has a top-quality quarterback, they can win. Now, I'm sure part of this is, hey, what do you think of Zach Wilson? What What's your expert opinion on Zach? Can we get him right? And, you know, that's going to be a part of it. And then the other part of it will be, okay, who will be... Uh, the veteran quarterback that the Jets will bring in. Will they try for Aaron Rodgers? I would imagine they would, simply because Nathaniel Hackett is here. 
But this is not a surprising hire whatsoever, as we all know that he had been interviewed and the fact that he comes from that group of coaches. So they all speak the same language. Sure. Now, everybody's going to point to the fact that Nathaniel Hackett had this miserable year in Denver last year that still is just, I mean, the stench of that is going to linger. There's no doubt about it because he was the head coach there. And when you're the head coach, you're in charge of everything. And that team was horrendous. They're also going to point to the fact that did Nathaniel Hackett do anything in Green Bay, because he wasn't the primary play caller, and he had and he had a Hall of Fame quarterback at his disposal. So did he do anything there? So those are going to be two questions on the negative. One thing that people tend to forget about Nathaniel <laughs> yes. Hackett's resume is that this man had Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, was a top 10 offense there. They ran the ball. And took that team to an AFC championship game. We're going to win this, bitch. That's right. right. And the previous week before they lost the AFC championship game, he put up 45 points on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, like, there is something in recent memory when Nathaniel Hackett had a bad quarterback or below below average quarterback. Uh, and ended up having a really, really good offense. So the, it, his entire resume isn't horrible, um, but there are some things there that you question. Hey, look, look um, these coaches get recycled all the time, and really, what it comes down to, it just the side. Yeah, it is. It's, all right. it's NFL incest. Can you hold off for like two seconds and yeah. let me finish a thought? For God's sake, Jesus! It's a Friday. <laughs> Man, oh man! You were saying about NFL incest. I just got distracted. No, yeah. I was just saying that they all get recycled, right? And it really is about the players that they have, and who they're coaching, and who they're calling plays for. That you know, everybody thinks like there's this guy that's going to come walking in off the street, and you're going to put him in there, and all of a sudden, poof, everything's going to go great. And that's that's never the case. It all de- it all decides or depends. On who the players are and whether or not, you know, his system, which will be the same system that they had here already, is going to connect with whoever is running it as a quarterback. That's really what it comes down to. They have enough good players. They have to redo their offensive line and they got to find a quality quarterback that knows this offense. I know one or two that do know this offense inside and out. One happens to be Aaron Rodgers. The other one is Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but I don't want to downplay the hire saying that it's really just the... You know, these guys get recycled and you basically whatever and you see if it works because I just saw two guys. Now, they were both head coaches, but basically the offensive coordinator for the Jets is essentially the person who is just completely running the offense because Rob Sala has shown us in the last couple of years that he's handing that part over to that guy. So so this is the main guy when it comes to the offense. I've seen Mike McDaniel turn Tua before, you know, the injuries and when he was healthy into a really good quarterback. And I saw Brian Dable turn Daniel Jones into a guy who's going to get $30 million a year. So that's what the Jets need from Nathaniel Hackett with whomever the quarterback is. Now, I don't know if he's going to be able to turn Zach Wilson into that guy. And I can't imagine that the Jets are going to go into the season with Zach Wilson as a quarterback. I'm just thinking if they don't get Aaron Rodgers... Is Nathaniel Hackett going to be successful? I mean, that's really well, the I mean, biggest question. Again, it depends on whether or not you know they decide to keep Zach, which I think they're going to. I think they're going to keep him here at least for another year just to see what happens, see if he grows up and see if he starts to understand it. And number two, you know, what veteran quarterback are they bringing in here? And how long is that player planning on playing? Like, in other words, if you're bringing, let's just say, and I'm, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. Let's say you bring in Derek Carr. 
He's going to want a five-year contract, and he's going to want a contract extension. He's going to want a big contract. He feels like he deserves that contract, and I'm sure there'll be a number of suitors for him, and he will get a legitimate starting quarterback uh, contract. I, you know, did the Jets want to go down that road for four to five years with Derek Carr and, and still have Zach Wilson here? I don't think so. Uh, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo's had injury after injury after injury, and I know that he knows his offense, and he could do it in his sleep. The question is, does he want to come here for a two-year deal or a three-year deal? And knowing that he's most likely going to get hurt, then that would give Zach Wilson an opportunity to come out here and play. And maybe if they see something or they like something after year three, then they can move on to whoever they bring in here. But these are still questions that have to be answered, and it's it's not easy. It's not easy. We all have our opinions on what we think should happen here. You know, and one of the opinions that I've had over the last two weeks has been what? What, what have I said that I think is a perfect fit and a perfect match in a perfect world? Perfect fit, perfect match, perfect world? Yes. I, I, I'm not sure. Frank Reich, Panthers, oh, Derek no, Carr. I thought you were talking about with the Jets. Yeah. Frank Reich, Panthers, Derek Carr. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying that for two weeks now. Right. Uh, I, you know, and it, and it happened yesterday. And so congratulations to my buddy Frank. I'm re- I was really, really happy for him. And, you know, he's going to get a chance to start over. And he's going to have an owner that's going to give him all the resources that he needs. And he's, you know, and hopefully he'll find the quarterback that he wants. And maybe it will be Derek Carr. Um, and I think that would be a match that would be perfect. But... You know, that, that, that they'll decide that as they move on. But for the Jets, you know, this is really what it comes down to. This is a West Coast offense. You want a quarterback that is well-versed in this West Coast offense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, this is not a Lamar Jackson offense. Sure, at this point now, I mean... Forget I, that. Yeah, I feel like you can you can toss that out the window. Now, the, the a lot of the conversation that I've heard around Aaron Rodgers whether it be sports talk shows or just people talking about it that I'm talking to, like friends, is like, man, the Jets have to do this. They've got to do this. They have to. They've really got to go all in. That's not the issue. I think the Jets will go all in. I do believe that the Jets would like Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think that they're going to turn down the opportunity to get him, especially after hiring Nathaniel Hackett. That's not the issue. That conversation needs to be put aside. It is a no-brainer that the Jets should be going after Aaron Rodgers. The conversation is one of two things. One, does he ever want to leave Green Bay, play somewhere else, and is that place the New York Jets? Can he see himself finishing his career on the East Coast for a team like the New York Jets and take his entire life and put it someplace around here when he has never, ever been an East Coast guy at the end of his career? And also, another big thing that that I have not, I've barely heard is Aaron Rodgers takes his sweet old time. And Aaron Rodgers, the last couple of years, has been off doing his ayahuasca. He doesn't know what he's going to do. He has these interviews. Should I come back? Should I not come back? Should I be a Packer? Should I retire? All this stuff. So what are the Jets to do if Aaron Rodgers is a possibility and he's stringing them along? I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Let's have a meeting. I'll be back from Peru in three weeks. Then the Jets are being held hostage by Aaron Rodgers and his craziness. And then all of a sudden, oh, Derek Carr's in Carolina. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo's somewhere else. Oh, all these veteran quarterbacks who we're going to fall back on. We don't have an opportunity. And it's either Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson. And we're screwed. Just, just so you know. Uh, the Jets interviewed a number of offensive coordinator candidates. I know that they wanted to interview others that didn't ever, didn't come to pass, but they had guys lined up in a queue that if a guy that they wanted, 
you know, either turned down an interview or ended up getting a job somewhere else, they had to immediate, you know, turn to the next guy that they sure. would want to fit in perfectly. And believe you me, uh, Matt LaFleur is telling Rob Sala that Nathaniel Hackett's a great coach. He's, he'll fit in perfectly. And just like uh, I'm sure Rob Sala told Sean McVay, Mike LaFleur is a great coach. He'll fit in seamlessly out there in L.A. So they just keep changing seats and keep changing. Uh, Incesticide. Right. Okay. So the point being is that, you know, this coach is good. They knew that he was available and they knew that they were going to make a run at him if somebody else they wanted wasn't available. So uh, that's the same thing that will happen with this quarterback search. Well, they'll, they'll, have, they'll, they'll have their number one guy. And they'll try to make a deal for if, if, if in fact it is Aaron Rodgers. Here's the thing that that would really bother me about signing Aaron Rodgers. Okay, and it's along the line of what you just said. If I'm paying a guy fifty million dollars a year, that guy has got to be all in. He's got to be all. I I, don't, I want everybody to be all in, but that guy has got to really be all in. He's got to be at every practice. He's got to be at every OTA. He's got to be here. He's got to make his presence known. He's got to know his teammates, meet his teammates. He can't be like drop in some Hall of Famer and then not take over the reins of the team and be the leader by going by living in Malibu or living, you know, or going to Peru or whatever it may right. be. This is what Tom Brady did to Tampa when they signed him. Boom, he was right in there. And he took over that team. And it's one of the reasons that team made the, the playoffs the three straight years that he was there. And I, they, they went with a, a losing record. And he, he threw 66 passes in a playoff game. Yeah, but that, that's the thing where I don't think you can make the comparison of the, the hire for the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. Because the, there's Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, and then there's everybody else there, when you're talking about these other names. So, like, there's Nathaniel Hackett, or there's another offensive coordinator, or whoever, and it's sort of the same thing. It's not like one guy was that much better than the other. So I could see the Jets, you know, holding out mm. and waiting and then not getting him and then being screwed with the options. It's sort of like a... Like, I saw this guy who had a a uh, four-leg parlay on FanDuel Sportsbook. I know this, I'm going to make this analogy. And he had it was all first touchdown scores in all four games um, over the weekend, the divisional playoff weekend. And he got the first two right. And he had a chance, if he got all four right, to cash out and get like $1,000. But if he got all four right, it would be a million dollars. And he held out. Oh. And instead of turning his $25,000, $25 rather, into $1,000... He let it ride. And guess what happened? The next one wasn't in his parlay, and he lost out on that $1,000. So my point is that when you're going for the top of the top of the top, you might end up with zero mm -hmm. if you roll the dice too much. And sometimes you just got to be like, you know what? I'm going to take this because I can't wait on that because that seems to be a pipe dream for me. So that means that Joe Douglas has to, has to talk to Brian Gutenkust of the Green Bay Packers, their GM, has to have a real frank, uh, you know, honest conversation. Is he available? Are you willing to trade Aaron Rodgers? And the answer to that is, yes, we are considering that. Then you have to say to yourself, and maybe to Gutenkust, can I talk to his agent just to find out where his head's at? I need to know exactly because if we're going to go down this road, 
I need to know that he is 100% in because that is not the vibe that I'm getting. No. Is that a vibe you're getting? No, absolutely not. I didn't get it last year either. And that and that's why I wor- uh, he can do this to Green Bay because he's had all the success at Green Bay. He's had you know great years. People love him there as their quarterback. He could do whatever he's doing in the offseason to them. Yeah. That's a different story. But now if he is willing to be traded and he's coming to a new team, no matter who that new team is, whether it's the Jets, the Raiders, wherever, um, you know, he has to make that commitment to that new team. Yeah. Now, you said something interesting there I hadn't really thought about. You think that Green Bay actually has a say in this thing? Because to me, Aaron Rodgers is controlling all of it. So do you think there's actually a possibility that Aaron Rodgers says, I want to come back and be a Green Bay Packer and the Packers say no like they did with Brett Favre? Um, I don't think that's the case. I think the Packers really want him back. But I do believe that the the way that you go about this is gm to gm you know what i mean gm has to call the gm yeah normally i would say owner to owner but because it's the green bay packers there is no owner you know it's mark murphy who's running the team but there is no owner so you'd like the you have to go gm to gm and say look don't i i don't want to waste my time i don't want to waste your time and if this is not a possibility in your eyes then I, I need to now go to plan B, whatever that is. See, that's that's what Joe Douglas has to do. That's his job. Yep, yeah, right. And I do think that the Packers are willing, because you heard all these insiders saying that they are willing to do it. The, the bigger issue is the wild card of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he is, as we've said, they called him a complicated fella. He is a complicated oh, fella. Here's just going to get even more complicated. Yeah, but trying to figure out what he wants to do and his timetable is going to be the toughest part of this. Well, the other thing, too, is that Nathaniel Hackett is supposedly close to him. Yeah. There's no reason why Nathaniel Hackett can't. Well, I guess there would be because you can't really tamper. But I, you could call as a friend and say, "How's it going? How you doing? What are you thinking?" Oh, that stuff goes on all the time. I would right? think I think that it would be so. That that's where the Jets are right now. I, I have no problem with them hiring Nathaniel Hackett. I have nothing. Listen, what happened in Denver was impossible. Some people just are not head coaches, and some people step into really difficult situations. They run an offense that has been really successful for them. Uh, in other places, and then they try to run that offense with a quarterback that can't understand it or doesn't want to uh, operate within the parameters of the offense and wants to do his own thing, especially one that got a $250 million contract extension, Russell Wilson. So I'm sure that was a real pain in the ass, you know, waking up the next day after games and looking at uh, tape, game tape saying, you know, I don't know what the guy's open. I don't know why he's not throwing it yeah. or the guy's here and he's throwing it over his head. I, you know, that, that, to me, I, I don't really judge Nathaniel Hackett on that. What I judge him on is what you said, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, he was part of a very good team. Uh, they ran the ball and they had a quarterback that, you know, when he was at the top of his game, you know, he's like a, you know, a, a C plus B player. He's not an A plus player like Aaron Rodgers is. And by the way, he was there in Green Bay watching Matt LaFleur calling the plays. And probably learned a lot from watching Matt call the plays. And I'm sure they were discussing all week long certain plays that they would design for the teams that they were playing against. And, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's all a part of that, just like his dad was. So he's a, he's a lifer. He's an NFL lifer. He's getting a new chance. And they got to get him a new quarterback, depending on who it is. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We will get to Jerry Racco in a second, but something that happened overnight. And if you are a sports fan, you know Billy Packer. He called 34 Final Fours for college basketball. He was with CBS for so many years and just one of those guys whose name and voice is just synonymous uh, with that tournament and someone that a lot of us grew up Watching the Final Four, the first time you ever put on big game college basketball, that's who you heard. I happen to love his edgy style. I know he was criticized for that. I thought it was great. Who criticized him? Well, some people were like, oh, it's it's too much for college basketball stuff. That was one of the things. But to me, it was like, I I loved it. I loved the fact that he spoke his mind. He was awesome. He had an amazing career, an amazing life. Uh, passed away at the age of 82, and just some sad news to wake up to this morning. Yeah, I, I thought like him and uh, Brent Musburger, but then of course Jim Nance later on. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, they were great. Yeah, they were great. They were seamless. He was opinionated. Uh, he was funny. You know, I, I got oh. a chance to meet him a few times at CBS Sports events. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize that he was sick. I was reading the story this morning that he had been sick for about three weeks. Had been in the hospital for three weeks, and then, according to his son, it was kidney failure that ended up getting him. But um, you just make sure you know he was eighty-two years old, and you, you just think about all the games that you listened to that he did. And I always felt as a Maryland fan, he was always unfair to us at Maryland because he was a Wake Forest guy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, getting to know him and, and meeting him and then, like I said, him and Jim were just synonymous with big games and great games and, and, the, and the college tournament. Yeah, and that's a career that he, you know, probably looked back on and I really hope was supremely proud of because that's about as good as it gets in this business, yeah. the run that he had. I, and, you know, and I'm not, I'm, look. I love Bill Raftery, too. Yeah, of course. Bill yeah. Raftery, I think, is like 82 years old, and he's still doing yeah. it. Yeah, no, of course. And he's still doing it his way, which yep. is the great thing about Bill Raftery. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, well, who was Seth Davis? I saw Seth um, this, this past weekend, and he was telling me Bill had three games in three days, and he's still doing those games in all these weird, awkward places that you have to get to. Yeah. And he, and he gave me the schools that he had to get to to be able to do the games, and I was like, man. Onions. Yeah. Onions are basketballs, Al. Yeah. <laughs> Is onions basketballs? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, Nuts but... equals onions. <laughs> uh, okay. 
By the way, I think UB Brown still does games. Oh, there's he's Jerry. Almost, he's almost 90. Wow. Wow. And I think he signed up for next year, too. Well, you know, speaking of almost 90, yesterday was Bob Euchre's 89th yes. birthday. Did so, you hear my sportsman on it? No, I did not. Oh, okay, I thought maybe that's what you were reflecting. No, I did not hear that one. So, Jerry, where are you right now? You're not in that same room. No, flooded out. <laughs> oh, so that's your basement that you go down and normally broadcast from? Yeah, I had a room in the basement that I made a quote-unquote studio, if you will, and I, I think I made it look pretty good. And Yeah, you did. Soaking wet, so I am up here in the family room, which you probably didn't see. Yeah, that's at like 11 o'clock last night. Did you have a pipe burst? No, the the sump pump died. Sump pump? Come on, Jerry! Isn't there somebody over there to get you know to fix this sump pump like right At now? There's got to be somebody in Jersey that's listening to us. Get over to Jerry Reckless' house and fix this. thing. I will take care of it at ten o'clock. Uh, this happened. This turned out to be worse than I thought last night, and it took. Uh, just uh, yeah. by the way, Boomer. All I'll say is thank you. Much needed now. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> Jerry. Yeah. So. What I I was in your home. Yeah, I have a pretty good recollection of what it looks like. Yeah. I don't remember that room. I don't know. It's it's right off the kitchen. There there's two. We have a living room and a family room. The room you that you're sitting in right now is right off the kitchen. Uh, well, you've been in well, Jerry's dining, house. It's, it's actually, right off the, where that room is. Okay. Right off the dining. I room. watched uh, Jerry's uh, son Joseph was showing me YouTube videos in that room. Oh, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> now okay. I remember. Yeah. So he's in the YouTube video room. Yes, <laughs> that's right. We all have those, don't we? <laughs> I just didn't know if we had like a Demar Hamlin conspiracy no. here. That Jerry like really like flew down to Miami for the weekend or something. <laughs> now that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm sitting in a condo, and then there's palm trees now, behind me. Now, Jerry, when you uh, who who kind of takes care of this problem that you have what kind of uh, business uh, a friend of mine will come over and do it hey by the way ej your guy boomer my guy that you're trying to push out does he run a moist oh, basement you're, business you're, uh, the partner <laughs> he runs a moist no basement. no 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 i'm not worried about that i'll get the floor up and i'll dry it out i'm not worried about that i just gotta get a new pump that's all. ej your cornhole partner yeah yeah well just let him know today after he gets done look you're out no, he's not, he's not out. But Jerry, you put in the floor yourself, right? Yeah, two of them, thanks. Yeah. You know, no, because of the third one. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really unbelievable. There's nothing worse than basement floods, I swear to God. Nothing. Especially when you... So this is the funny part. Well, it's really not funny at all. So after the water uh, water heater issue, I went and got a um, a little water sensor, never thinking to put one near the sump pump. <laughs> So I've got the water pump sensor, the water sensor by the dry part of the basement. Yeah. Not where the, uh, whatever. It's what, no, what no this one, is, this no is a, this is a, no, they, we all do God. care because we've all been through it. This is what you call a live and learn moment. No, this is what. Put the water sensor next to the sump pump, for God's sake. You know what this is called? Everybody lies to you growing up. This home ownership nonsense yeah. is a load of crap. All it does is take money out of your pocket every damn month mm. whether it's trees need to be cut down deck needs to be replaced yeah. water heater bursts furnace goes some pump dies you need a new driveway you know what we should do we should get a condo by bradley beach <laughs> no 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 no, no. I'm, I'm writing a wrong here eddie yeah. there's no violins what i'm saying is i've made mistakes Wait, and, you know, and on top of all of that, you got to pay uh, real estate taxes to live there. Right. And which what do you most, get out of it? Nothing. You get nothing, Jerry. And Boomer, ah. and 90% of that goes to the school district that we don't send our kids to. Right. Dummy. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> dummy.
Yeah, that's one thing that I, <laughs> I made yeah, sure yeah. if I was paying these ridiculous Long Island taxes that I was in a community where I wanted to send my kids to the public school yeah, because then you feel like, man, what a waste of money. I did yeah, the thanks. same thing Jerry's doing. Pay the mm. tuition and the taxes. <laughs> Two dummies. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. but at someday, you know, you're going to sell that house and you're going to get a big chunk of money yeah, and you're going to be thrilled. Maybe. Thrilled that you have that. He's got a sump pump. Who's going to want to buy that house? Right now, I'm not so thrilled. Right. right. Or half of it will go to Kim, depending. That's <laughs> 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 hmm? terrible. Uh, <laughs> and why does your mind go there? <laughs> well, Eddie's did. <laughs> of course it did. I just couldn't let it go. Uh, Thanks, Eddie. Okay. Uh, What do you got as far as sports? Uh, We're brought to you by Superbook. Visit (laughs) Superbook.com. We're brought to you by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jackpocket. I'll get to the football in a moment, but I thought the Knicks last night had a really good win. Hey, I was up. I was able to watch it. (laughs) Uh, They were in Boston. If you would have told me yesterday that the Nets would lose at home to the Pistons and the Knicks would go to Boston and win, I would have thought you were nuts, but that's Exactly what happened as the Knicks fend off Boston in overtime. Hauser has come in for Boston. Here comes Tatum. It's a three. Off. Rebound Horford. Back to Brockton. Blocked by Brunson. This one's over. The Knicks have won. And that's Kevin Harlan. You know, thinking about how the Celtics came back in the fourth quarter in this game, you're thinking, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. Overtime, they're going to get steamrolled. And they didn't. No. And then you get the two missed free throws by Brown down a point, which, I mean, he just completely short-armed. But Julius Randle with big plays. R.J. Barrett, a big three. And I know we've talked about him all year. This Jalen Brunson is outstanding. Um, The combination of Brunson and Randle. How about this? 25 for 50 shooting. That's pretty good. Randle had 37. Brunson had 29 on the night, and Barrett finished with 19. Um, just one quick one. This was Randall on TNT uh, talking about the fact that they might have blown the lead again almost, but they were able to get the W. Well, we've been in these games before. Um, all year we've been in up and down games. Uh, we've lost those games at the end. We've won them at the end, so uh, there's a sense of you know being comfortable in those positions and knowing how to execute down the stretch, whether you're up or down. It's a weird team. They've, all of a sudden, they win a few games in a row after the losing streak, so they're 27 and 20. Well, when Julius yeah. Randle's hitting shots, that's right. usually what happens. No, you know, you're or, right. Or as Shaq called him last night, Julius Randolph. <laughs> I couldn't understand a word Shaq was saying last night. <laughs> well, Shaq mumbles. Yeah. That's uh, mumbles. I mean, it's like, I think everything starts with MFA. Like this, <laughs> I, I think. Not on TNT, it doesn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Well, they get the win. They're 27 and 23, 50 games in. As for the Nets, they indeed lost to a bad Pistons team. Diallo knocked it away from Sumner. Livers dives to save it. Diallo's got it three on one. Gives right to Burks under the basket with a reverse, and it's good. And Jacques Wall needs a timeout as the Pistons have taken a 13 point lead, their largest lead of the night. Here's the difference last night. You talk about moving the ball. Detroit had eight players, eight in double figures, where the Nets were pretty much a three-man team uh, with Irving and Claxton and uh, someone else. Uh, Irving at 40, Claxton 27 and 13, but Detroit wins 130 to 122. Also of note here, T.J. Warren, uh, knee injury, and Ben Simmons left the game. Here was, uh, here was the head coach, Jacques Vaughn. Ben and Nick, uh, sorry, Ben and uh, TJ end up having some knee soreness. Uh, so, uh, both of them. 
Oops. Both of them. Both of them left early, exactly. And there was there was a lot going around. If you watched his facial expression, people are thinking he was mocking Simmons. I, I don't know. I'm not saying he was or he wasn't, but that's out there. What, what Jacques Vaughn was mocking Simmons? Yeah, there's there's that little notion that he kind of had a smirk when he was talking about Simmons with the knee soreness. You're like, oh, come on, man. What are yes, you getting right. I that kind of thing? Yeah, I shouldn't say mocked. More, more probably just like, you got to be kidding me with this. So that's out there. I don't know. Knee soreness. Um, I mean, is there anything that he hasn't had wrong with him? I mean, when watching the highlight, it looks like there is a problem. Looks like the something. yeah. I'm not saying there's not. I'm just saying that that thought is out there right now. That maybe they think a little dramatic. But I, I just know. hope he's healthy for the playoffs so can, we can watch him totally melt down. <laughs> and that'd be like the biggest story about how he can't hit a layup, can't hit a shot. Okay. One of the, one is Kyrie Irving getting his $400 million extension. Yeah, it looks like he's going to get a contract extension soon. Yeah, uh-huh. That's possible. <laughs> That's right up your alley, boom. Um, Eddie, forget the Kyrie Irving clip. Uh, the All-Star starters were announced. Kyrie Irving's an All-Star starter. <laughs> He has been really good this year, as we know. You got Durant, Irving, Giannis, Tatum, and Mitchell in the East and the West. LeBron, Luka, Steph Curry, Jokic, and Zion. All right, let's get to the football. So, yes, the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. And immediately, the thought was, ooh, Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers. Now, I want to be clear about this. This is not his fault. Sauce Gardner, he did the whole thing on the Madden, right, the other night? Yeah where he's playing Mike White. So it's not like he held a press conference and was talking about Aaron Rodgers. He goes on with Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio, and I guess they were talking about the notion of maybe Rodgers is a Jet quarterback. We can win the Super Bowl whenever. You know, I feel like if it's meant for us to win the Super Bowl, it's meant for us to win the Super Bowl. I know, like I said, I know in the defense we're going to do what we got to do. But he was talking about with Rodgers is, I think, the way the question was posed. So that's all. We're not only out there. You've got players now being asked about it. Um, so we will see if something does happen along those lines. All right, championship Sunday. It should be a good one. 3 p.m., a good two of them. Eagles, Niners, the first game. First things first. Here's George Kittle, one step away from the Super Bowl. He knows this is a tough task. Do you dream about it when you're in high school, college? You dream about it when you're in the NFL. You know, you dream about situations like this, and uh, whether it's a hunger, a starvation, a desperation, uh, you do everything you can to make sure at the end of the game that you're gonna win. You're gonna win it. Yeah, even like lining up illegally and making great catches. Ha ha ha! Here was uh, here was Jason Kelsey. Um, he talks about you know just trying to make sure you don't get too much into your head on this game. The formula and everything is the same. You know, you, you you lock in during the week. You work hard. You practice hard. You work on your fundamentals and techniques, and you know, trust your coaching and go out there and uh, and play. Go and play and try and get the win and end up in Arizona. As for the late game on Sunday, at least for us, six thirty Eastern, um, and the CBS game, you've got the the Bengals, of course, in Kansas City. Here's Joe Burrow uh, talking about taking on KC. We know what team we're playing team that's been to this this game in the last five seasons and they've all been in that stadium so to me they're still the team to beat and they were really good in buffalo offensively and defensively and that's where andy reed talks about what the bengals present in terms of problems defensively they have a, a pretty healthy amount of defensive things that they've done throughout the year <clears throat> and um, i'm sure they'll have a wrinkle here or there for us coming into this one 
And so after Sunday, we will have our uh, teams for the Super Bowl to be played in Phoenix. And Jerry, I know you probably, I mean, it's, it's harder when you're doing this from home. I don't know if you saw this or not, but I was laughing so much at this Willie Gay interview yesterday. Did you I did not this? see it. No. So Willie Gay, the Chiefs uh, linebacker, is in the locker room getting interviewed, and he gets asked a question about, like, you know, just the Bengals and leading up to the game and talking and how, you know, there's been bulletin board material. And he goes, he's like, yeah, listen, I don't, we, we don't do the talking. Like what Coach Reed says, like we're just like, let our play do the talking and everything. So we're not really going to do that. The next question is, what impresses you about the Bengals offense? He goes, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's right one after the next. Like There was not like five questions in between. It was one and then the next. Nothing. <laughs> I will see if we can. I know Gallo's coming in soon. I'll see if we can effort that clip for you. Oh, Gallo's, Gallo's coming in today. That's nice. Yes, he'll be here. He That's told me good. he'll be there by 7 o'clock. So we will, uh, we will work on that. A couple of coaching things. Your guy, Frank Reich, goes to the Panthers. And Mike McCarthy stays in Dallas. We were talking about this yesterday, and he looks ahead for his time in Big D. I'm extremely excited about the about the future. I mean, I mean, I look like it right now. I'm slipping days, but I mean, just um, you know, he's just got a lot of work to do. And this is this is this is the time they just start. And apparently, Jerry Jones told him he wants him there as long as Tom Landry is there. God help us. Well, what, is go- what is going on with um, Dan Quinn? Any uh, update so on Dan, him? Dan Quinn's staying. Oh, he is. And yes. So he, he said, turned down. Has he turned down jobs? Or? Uh, I don't know, but he said he's got unfinished business in Dallas. He's not going anywhere. And when asked about Kellen Moore, McCarthy said he will be evaluated like all the other coaches. Well, now, Kellen Moore was up for the Carolina job, too, I know. Yeah. Well, he'll be lucky to save his own job right now, as the way it looks. <laughs> so we'll see. And the Predators beat the Devils last night, six to four. All right, let's hear, just because I just talked about it, uh, Al found the, oh, good. the the Willie Gay thing, so yes. let's uh, let's take a listen. What is it about that Bengals offense that maybe impresses you the most? You played it a few times? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> but it's the, the funniest part is what the question before sure. it. Sure. It's where he goes, we're not going to do any talking. We don't get into that thing. We just, like Coach Reed says, we just go about our business. Right. And what, <laughs> what impressed you about the Bengals' office? Uh, I'm just excited to be playing football, man. It's yeah. just what comes with the game, you know. Uh, we, like Coach Reed said, we don't do no talking. We just go have a business when it's time to go. What is it about that Bengals' offense that maybe impresses you the most? You played it a few times? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do no talking. <laughs> That's the greatest. Five seconds earlier, he goes, we don't do no talking. What impresses you about that offense? Nothing. <laughs> Come on, Willie. This is pretty funny. What are you doing? Oh, uh, you know what? These, these two teams, obviously, because they played last year in this game and because they played about five weeks ago, yeah. they got to know each other. And everybody knows what's going on with the 0-3 Mahomes against the Bengals and all that other stuff. Everybody, you know. Gets what's happening here. Sure, absolutely. Oh, it's going to be nasty come Sunday night. Oh, I bet. And you're going to be there. Yes. And the weather's going to be nasty, too. Oh, oh is it really? Way. Well, it's going to be freezing. It's going to be freezing. It's going to be 12 degrees. So somebody uh, here at WFN, their wife made me a knit hat that I potentially could wear on Sunday night. Because, you know, we've been going over this whole hat thing. And what's not wear. Eddie's wife? It's not Eddie's wife, but I'm going to need Eddie's yarn expertise to let me know whether or not this is this would be something I'm considering it, uh, and I'll have you guys vote on it as to whether or not I should wear it. And I have to say, it's one of the it's really a nice thing that somebody did for me. Yeah, I don't know if I can wear it. 
but I'll, I'll leave it, it up here to you here at the radio station? I have it. All right, let's, mm. let's, let's take a look at that next, actually, because okay. I'm interested. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. So you had a little bit of a rough break when we, I threw at the break, you started coughing and then spitting up mucus. Yes. And then the thing that you were supposed to do during the break, you didn't do. What was that? Go get the hat you were talking about. I have the hat. You do have the hat? Yes. Oh, I was told you didn't get the hat. The hat right here. Oh, Al told me you didn't get the hat. All right, so, <clears throat> good. So, uh, Bob Gelb, his lovely wife, did a very nice thing. Okay. You heard us talking about the hats. She likes to knit, and she made me a very nice hat. Okay. Now, the hat is not really my color. Uh, the hat is a little bit too big. I think she thought my head was like a size eight and a half. Oh, it's so close. My head is a seven and five eighths. But I have to say, it's a thought, and, and, and really, it's, I couldn't believe that she did it, and she did it so fast. Okay. And, Eddie, I'm going to need you to come in here and to look at the yarn, because you're the yarn expert here. Well, okay. Well, you are. All right. Amongst you guys, yes. I well, would agree. I mean, but was Einstein's wife also a genius? You understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I, but he's a yarn expert. He deals with yarn uh, every Christmas. No, I package yarn. He would know if it's a quality yarn. Yeah, but you though. would know if it's a quality yeah, yarn. Yes. But so does Marion know about Super Bowls? You know uh, what I'm saying? Well, a little bit. Yeah. Does I think she, she know every it. nickname of every college team in Division One? A lot of them. Why are you shooting this down? Because I, mean, I don't. I don't believe that he is a yarn expert. He's an expert in a lot of things: space, Super Bowls, college football. But I think if he religion. touched, 
If yeah. he touched the yarn, he would know if it was cheapo yarn or quality yarn. Look, how much how much yarn do you touch when you are going through your advent calendars and you're and you're mailing out these yarns? Oh, when I'm I'm packaging it and yes. labeling yeah. it, it's constant. Right, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So he does have right. a, a general knowledge. No, he's not Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny. I get that. Yeah, okay. But he does have a he does have a knowledge of yarn. All right, so let's <laughs> let's see this this hat before Eddie touches the yarn. Okay. I'd like to see this thing. Oh, wow. That's really impressive. I, I kind of feel like uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I think it's a little too big. It well, is a little well, too big. Just pull it down below your leg, over your ears. Well, right. you want to come in and touch it? You, you look like a zucchini. <laughs> I think it's. I just think it's way too big. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. But you need to pull it down farther. It's not. It's not as like around over your ears. Well, there you go. And then like lift it slight. There, that's better. That's better. Yes, that's the way it should that look. Good. Right there. That looks perfect. High quality yarn, yarn, Eddie. Eddie's feeling the yarn. Really feeling the it's yarn. like a worsted weight, it feels like. But, um, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I thought too big. No, but Eddie just said the yarn was just okay. Oh, I know. So that's not a good thing. Well, just, it's not crap. It's not crap, but it's just okay. All right. It's a... It's a it's a coarser grade yarn. I can think of worsted weight. All right. Okay. Worsted weight. Or whatever that is. <laughs> so there's your yarn expertise right there. It's yeah, a lot yeah, better than I, I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I, that that looks like a real winter. I thought it was going to be some shoddy looking thing. She did an no, amazing job. She did job an amazing that. job, but it's like really big. I, I could stretch this thing all the way down to my knees. <laughs> I could put my whole body in it. Well, she wanted to make sure, like, too small wouldn't have worked. And so. also, you're going to have an earpiece. They don't want it too tight. It would hurt. Right. But, I mean, it's green. I don't really, I mean. What? What's wrong with green? You wore green with the Jets. Yeah. I don't know. If you wore this thing on Sunday, yeah. that would be the third viral moment from the AFC Championship game. You think this hat would go viral? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not think. I know it would. I mean, if you show there isn't there some like character like Fat Albert or something that like had this hat. Bushmouth, like, yeah, <laughs> Bushmouth, yeah, that could be me. Bushmouth, <laughs> yeah. That was one that, that always yeah, was the hat, but I don't know if that was Bushmouth. Bush mouth, or not. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> Bushmouth. <laughs> had the hat on. Uh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the guy. So, um, yeah, it's not going to be Bushmouth. I see the thing is, like, you're teasing us with this. You're not going to wear this hat. You're going to wear the Dale of Norway stuff. You're going to look great. You don't have the guts to wear that hat. It's not that. It's just I thought it was a really nice thing that somebody did just by listening to us. Right. Of course. That's all. I think that it's it's, you know, it comes from the heart. That's that's the beauty of it. That's why I think you need to wear the thing. You got it. I just think it feels too big on my head. But it doesn't look too big. Yeah, no, it looks fine. Looks like a normal winter hat. Just looks really big. It, Man. It, no. It feels big, I'm telling you. Is it like moving around and like if you move your head? Yeah, it kinda is like like you'll understand. Here, put it on. You'll understand. You'll mess up my hair now. Work so hard on this. Yeah, no. Alright, here we go. Oh wow. Right, see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is it is it is large. 
I mean, there's definitely room. Like, I feel like I could stuff a couple apples underneath here. Yeah. Or some snacks. But I'll tell you what, pull your hood up over it. Okay. I mean, you could you could be walking around the streets outside. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be. Well, Carrie's with my smaller hey, Phil head. Sims, give me all your money. You want to try it on? Yeah, I'll, I I'll, like you it. come in here and try it. I couldn't wait to try this thing on. Oh, this is going to be huge on him. Because we, we have... Uh... <laughs> right? Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> you see how big it is? <laughs> that looks more like Mushmouth now. Now you look like Mushmouth. Now he looks like uh, Run DMC. Or no, uh, Beastie Boys. Right? He looks like the guy from the Beastie Boys. <laughs> That's perfect. Mike D or whatever. What's so that? Like it's big. I mean, it's, it's, it's really well done and it's it's quality, but it's too big. Oh boy, <laughs> you gotta wear it. You gotta. You I gotta can't. I don't think I can. Oh, it's so cool. And then again, I, you know, it is big and it's got. Um, I don't. I just don't know if it would stop the wind. Remember when Kurt Warner wore that ridiculous silver puffy jacket? Yes. This would top that tenfold. You think so? Oh, my God, would it? Yes. And then, like, you'd have to pretend like there's nothing wrong with it. Be like, what? What's the problem with my hat? It's just a winter hat. I don't get it. Just a winter hat. Just try to stay warm. Right, just try trying to stay, to stay warm. warm, man. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.